Good morning, good morning, good morning. The sun is shining, the birds are chirping, and you are breathing. Today is Monday, December the 17th, 2022. My name is Stephen Carnegie, and welcome to This Is Just a Thought. Today's word of the day, congenial, which means pleasant, friendly, or suitable. Congenial. Hope everyone's enjoying that Monday or will enjoy that Monday. Another Manic Monday. Monday. Here we go. Uh, start of the work week. Christmas week also. Christmas is Sunday, by the way. Just thought I'd let you know in case you forgot. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. Weather here in North Carolina. Cold, cold, cold. Temps down into the 20s at night. Uh, during the day, it raises up to about 40 or maybe 50 today if we're lucky. But man, that Arctic blast is a coming. It hasn't even gotten here yet. But it's pretty much pushing its way up through the, um, I won't say the entire United States, but it's pretty close, pretty close. And they're saying later on this week, uh, midweek going into Thursday, we might see some mixed precipitation. But it won't be enough. They're saying it's expected to be no accumulations. But man. The, that, that cold air is coming. It is coming, and it is coming fast. So much so, they're saying uh, Christmas Eve is going to get down to 17 or 19, and during the day, Christmas Day, it is only expected to get to 30 or 31 degrees. Wow. Hey, for all y'all that were asking for the uh, winter back here this summer, you got it. <laughs> Careful what you ask for. Careful what you ask for. Because it's here now, and it ain't letting up. Man, I stepped outside this morning and was like, oh, no. Tried to go out without a hat or a coat on. Figured I could go to the car and get something, but that was a no-go. As soon as I opened the door and stepped out, I turned right back around and grabbed my hat and coat. Hey, I just did. I'm, I'm getting older. I'm not young anymore. I ain't no spring chicken. You know, those aches and... And, and tugs, you know, the old folks used to say, you're walking around here half naked. When you get older, you're going to feel it. Guess who feels it? <laughs> I do. I do. And I did. So, yeah. Uh, that's just the winter. It's finally here. And it is expect well, winter is coming uh, Wednesday, right? when we're supposed to get that little mixed precipitation. Maybe it's a prelude to what is a coming. What is a coming? All right, let's move along. Also, man, hey. Let's move along to some football. You know the playoffs are here. And it started quite possibly Thursday night with the 49ers and the Seahawks. 49ers won 21-13, by the way. But they did it, and they're doing it, I should say, with a third-string quarterback. You know the first-string quarterback, that rookie sensation. He went out with an injury earlier in the year. And then the backup, Jimmy G, he went out with an injury uh, a few weeks ago and and. And Debo Samuels, another star on that team, went out with an injury last week. And now they have a third-string quarterback. He's looking pretty good, though. Uh, he has a good cast around him. So, hey, he, he's putting in the work. He's making the reads. So they're looking pretty good. There's still uh, playoff hopes for him. We'll see what happens with the 49ers. Uh, What's a good game? And like I said, uh, that team... You know, at one point in time, they were saying they were they were play they were going to be in the playoffs. Hey, they might even make it to the Super Bowl. Uh, that would be surprising with a third string quarterback. But then again, stranger things have happened in the NFL. So maybe the 49ers will get there. 
And let's move along also. Saturday, there were a few games. They were There were a few games. The Vikings versus the Colts. Now, the Vikings are 10-3, and three, and the Colts are, are at that time are 4, were 4, 8, and 1. Now, the Colts are that squad. They just are. Uh, any given Sunday, at any time, they're like the Lions. They can put some points on the board, and they might just spoil your celebration. But... <laughs> Old Matt Ryan did what he always does. Throw the damn game away. They were up. They led a huge part of the game. They were winning. I believe it was like 33-0 to zero going into the end of the second or the third. And then all of a sudden, the Vikings just caught fire. And they pulled it off 36-39. to 39. Well, you know, Matt Ryan, that's what he does. He blew a Super Bowl game against Tom Brady and the uh, Patriots. Remember that game? They they, they pretty much led the whole game until the end of the third, going into the fourth, and then they just gave everything up. Uh, Man, Matt Ryan, I I don't know. Maybe he runs out of gas as the game progresses. Because just like in that Super Bowl with that game Saturday, he came out blazing, making all the reads, making all the passes, and he was doing everything. Right, then all of a sudden, just a flop. <laughs> he just flopped. He just did. He just did. He just did. Man. But uh, then there was the Browns versus the Ravens. That was a, a, an AFC North old slobber knocker that was kind of surprising, but it really wasn't. Browns won, by the way, 13-3. But, um, you know, the Ravens, Lamar Jackson's out. He's out. So they're doing it with a backup, and it's showing they were one point in time, they were saying they were going to go deep in the playoffs and they could end up in the Super Bowl. That's the NFL playoffs. Never know which way it's going to turn. Uh, case in point, the Buffalo Bills versus the Miami Dolphins. The Bills won 32-29. Dolphins led the game. They had it in the bag. But then the snow started. <laughs> if, you know, Buffalo is notorious for that snow. And it showed because when it started snowing good, uh, going into that third, well, that third in, in the fourth quarter, uh, the Bills took over. Josh Allen just took over and, and he put in work. Like I said, they won 32 to uh, 29 uh, last few seconds, but they held on. That's Buffalo. So Buffalo, hey, they might make they might make it to the Super Bowl by the, anyway. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? And then let's move on to Sunday. Yeah, it was a good week for NFL football. It was. It was. All right, I'll start it off with the Chicago Bears against the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, Jalen Hurt does what he does. Uh, 25 to 20 was the final score. By the way, uh, Justin Fields, the Bears quarterback, he broke a rushing record. So, hey, that's a plus. Uh like always, the Bears are looking good. Even though they're losing, they aren't just rolling over and dying like they are notorious for doing. Hey, I'm a diehard Bears fan, and I'm going to tell you, that's just what they used to do. They're looking good. Um, maybe next year they can pull it together, and, and, and see we'll see what happens. But, of course, you know, they're eliminated from the playoffs. <laughs> and they've been eliminated from the playoffs, I should say. But that was a, uh, it was a fairly decent game. It just was. Uh, Justin Fields certainly kept the excitement going. And then there was the Chiefs and the Titans in overtime. The Chiefs won 30-24. to They pulled it out. They pulled it out. 
And in one upset of the day, uh, it just was. The Cincinnati Bengals versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Bengals won 34-23. The GOAT, Tom Brady, didn't look so good. <laughs> the GOAT didn't look so good. Cincinnati pulled it out. Yeah, I have no words. They just pulled it out. They, they just did. That was surprising to me and many others. Like I said, the GOAT, football Tommy, couldn't get it done, couldn't get it done. Uh, did you guys catch that Raiders and Patriots game last night? Uh, the final game of the day, uh, the Raiders won 30-24 in a last-second defensive touchdown. Uh, well, Patriots came out. They, they did a little flea flicker, and, and they were laddering the ball, and, and somebody laddered it back, and it was intercepted by a defensive player who ran it back for a touchdown, which took the lead in the last seconds of the game, and they won. The Raiders, the Las Vegas Raiders, still odd saying that. Uh, it just is, the Las Vegas Raiders. That, that is just odd to me. It just is. And um, the Giants versus the Commanders. <laughs> well, the Giants won 20-17, so they're hoping they can get into the playoffs in a wild card. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. The New York football Giants versus the Washington Conquistadors. <laughs> they're the Commanders, by the way. Uh, that was a fairly good game also. And it was pretty close. Uh, two teams that are in that NFC East that are hoping and praying they can get into the, the, the playoffs, even if it's with a wild card. But uh, it looks like maybe quite possibly the Giants could get there. Uh, we'll see. We will see. And, and the surprise of the day. Upset, upset, upset. If you've been listening, whether it be on Anchor or here on YouTube, I've been telling you for oh so long. Dallas Cowboys lost yesterday. <laughs> they lost to the Jacksonville Jaguars? Yep. They struggled last week against the Texans. And they were exposed. And apparently those Jaguars went and watched, uh, maybe they watched some of that film. And they put something together because they end up beating the Dallas Cowboys 40-34. to Wow. Dak Prescott. A lot of turnovers. Interceptions. Key plays that could have gave them the lead. He didn't perform. Now, there are a few, <laughs> there are a few Cowboy fans that are calling for him once again to get out of town. <laughs> One minute you guys are praising them, and the next minute you're trying to boot them out of town. Yeah, the Cowboys lost to the Jacksonville Jaguars of all teams. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, he is young and up and coming. He's, he, he does look poised at time. So he, apparently he kept, he kept his composure yesterday and got him one. <laughs> we dem bullies. We're Super Bowl bound. Told you guys, I've been telling you, you ain't going to no Super Bowl. This is just what Dallas does every single year. The infamous, and I do mean infamous, skid and flop is here. It is no longer a coming. It's here. <laughs> Dallas Cowboys.
in the Super Bowl? <laughs> you can't even beat the Jaguars. You barely beat the Titans. You've been exposed. <laughs> you guys have been exposed, man. Come on now. That's it. That's a wrap for you guys. Take a seat on the couch beside uh, the Bears fans. Come on. It is what it is. It's going to be what it's going to be. It just is. It just is. All right, let's move along here. Hey, last Friday, well, last Thursday, I got a text message from uh, Durham County Public School. And they the message in, was informing that due to the bus driver shortage that's going on uh, here in North Carolina and throughout the United States, that they quite possibly, uh, the bus arrival could be delayed or it flat out wasn't going to happen. And it looks like what has happened for, or what had happened, what happened for many. Uh, they were saying 14 routes, and that those 14 routes affected 21 schools. A lot of kiddies, uh, they were delayed, or they didn't make it to school, or like the message said, unfortunately, you're going to have to provide transportation for your kids. And a lot of parents were in that situation, scrambling at the last minute, trying to find a way to put their kids to school and get themselves to work also. Man, um, like I said, this is going on throughout the United States and here in North Carolina also. It's not the first time. We've been battling this situation since the beginning of the year. And, and here we are. We're not, uh, well, we're midway through going on to the winter break. So maybe after the winter break, they could get something together and, and, and fix this problem. Um, realistically, highly unlikely. Now, a lot of school districts here in North Carolina, of course, they up the pay raises and some school districts are offering up to $1,200 as an incentive for uh, new bus drivers to sign on. Maybe it'll help, maybe it won't, but we'll find out and, and maybe it'll be a continuation after the winter break. Now, if you're saying to yourself, well, how did all this come? How did they have a bus driver shortage? COVID, <laughs> COVID, it, it, COVID wins again. Because after uh, we came back from COVID, a lot of bus drivers, just like with a lot of other uh, jobs here in this country, a lot of folks said, no, nah, I'm not doing that anymore. Yes or no for me. A lot of those older bus drivers, they retired or they quit. Just did. So that's the purpose of that incentive of that $1,200, up to $1,200 uh, bonus some school districts are offering as a sign-on bonus. Uh, man, it, it, you know... To think that there quite possibly could not be public transportation to a public school, it screams something. It screams that we need to get a handle on this and get a handle on that on this quick. Just like I said, there were a lot of parents, a lot of parents that were left scrambling, uh, scrambling Friday trying to get their kids to school and themselves to work. Now, if you're saying, you know, hey, uh, they could have took them to school themselves, there's a lot of parents that don't have transportation. How does that sound? There are a lot of parents who don't have an automobile. So uh, Uber, maybe. City bus, maybe. But that's, 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 it, it, it just, it's just mind boggling that there quite possibly could be a continuation of no public transportation to school for these kids. So that has left a lot of school districts, like I said, here and, and in, the in the United States also. They're scrambling also. They're trying to figure out what to do. They're scratching their heads. They can only recruit so fast. Now, like I said, when a lot of those school bus drivers, when they came back from COVID, they were asked, you know, why they quit or they asked the school officials why the, the, the bus driver, whatever, there, was a, there was a shortage, why they quit. A lot of school bus drivers said, hey, uh, of course, the regular 
kids, the parents, and pay. Uh, school boards or school districts really can't control the kids too well or the parents, but they can control the pay because a lot of school districts up the pay. Uh, and I think there's going to be a whole lot more. Those that didn't up the pay, they're going to have to. Because this just isn't happening in, in Durham or Raleigh. It's happening out in the rural areas also. Chatham County. Uh, Orange County. They've had a problem. Uh, so if you're staying out in the rural part of North Carolina and you rely on public transportation to get your kid to school, that is a headache. And you're left scrambling, trying to figure something out. So we'll see what happens. We will see what happens. Hey, a little bit of an update uh, or a continuation, I should say. Uh, Moore County, we all know Moore County, they had that uh, power grid strike about a week or so ago. Uh, those substations that were shot up, two electrical substations were shot up. They lost power. Pretty much the whole county was in the dark for almost a week before power was eventually restored. Uh, wow. They're still trying to investigate. They have subpoenaed cell phone records. They're looking at surveillance camera, trying to figure out who it was. And also uh, last week, uh, Governor Cooper and the First Lady they took the advantage to go to some of the small businesses, small shops in Moore County and do some shopping, trying to help them rebound after they spent the better part of a week without power. Wow. Uh, once again, to whoever it was that did that, you put a lot of people in a bad spot right here at the holidays. Just did, just did. Trying to prove, prove a point. Trying to force someone's hand. Trying to show who you are. You jammed a lot of people up. A lot of innocent people got jammed up. Like, you know, no power, uh, no heat. Uh, a lot of folks, are, are, you know, electricity, you don't miss it until it's gone. You know, and then there's the possibility. They really haven't said anything else about it, but then there's the possibility that whoever did this could have a murder charge because someone died. They never said if it was directly as a result of not having power, but they put it out there. Maybe they're still looking until they find out who did it, and then they're going to drop that murder charge, too, to give you a little extra time. Who knows? Uh, it could have been an elderly person that was on dialysis. They needed dialysis. Could have been an elderly person in a nursing home. Could have been someone in their home that the temperatures got so low. It, it, anything could happen. We're still They're still investigating and we will see what happens. We will see what happens. I'll keep you guys updated on that because that most definitely is something that is um, it, it, it's unconscionable. Just is, just is, just is. All right, look, hey, there's a viral video that came out uh, sometime last week. And in this viral video, uh, a college student here at Winston-Salem, uh, Winston-Salem University, Winston-Salem State University, was seen uh, being escort, escorted out of the classroom in handcuffs, a 20-year-old female. And she uh, was yelling and screaming. Uh, apparently, her and the professor got into a disagreement. Got into a disagreement. Police were called. Campus police were called. They came in and removed her from the classroom. Now, of course, you know, it. like I said, the video went viral. And those online, the argument of uh, over-policing and... Uh, Aggressive policing has came back to the forefront once again. But if you're saying to yourself, what in the world happened? Because that's the first thing I said. I, I said to myself, why, what in the world happened? 
why are you being escorted out of a classroom and you're in college and it's during an exam? Because that was during their exam. Apparently there was a disagreement about an exam assignment. Uh, maybe she didn't like or maybe she didn't feel she needed to do that. Or, well, what came out, and, and there's been a, an update of sorts, uh, one of the heads at Winston-Salem State University came out and apparently there was a paper and the teacher didn't give her a favorable mark. So she let it be known she was uh, that she thought the teacher was being too harsh. So uh, another thing that came out, this official and, and campus police said they were called only after because there was another faculty member also that was present uh, and the faculty member called. It, they were called only after the professor tried to de-escalate the situation. She tried to de-escalate the situation. The student was so upset. Apparently she couldn't because uh, when the police came, we don't know what fully happened other than statements from uh, 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 students or, or, or the administrators because the only thing we saw on that viral video was her being escorted out in handcuffs and her screaming and yelling. We don't know what happened before, but school officials said that it was, it was over a paper, quite possibly. Maybe that was part of the exam and she turned her in, hers in and it wasn't a favorable mark so she let it be known. She was so disgruntled and upset. But I got to say, here, here's the question for me. Um, how did it get to that point? That you're a college student. You're 20 years old. You're, you're getting ready to take an exam. Yeah, you, you got an unfavorable mark. But how could it get to the point that you were taken out of the classroom in handcuffs? I mean... And now you have a disorderly, or quite possibly could have a disorderly charge on your record, disorderly conduct charge on your work, your record. You're just getting started out in life. What happened? Uh, like I always say, and I, like I always tell myself, you got to control those emotions. You got to look at the bigger picture sometime. You just do. If this was the case that she was upset about a mark she got on the paper, did you go to the professor or, or ask to speak to the professor after the exam to find out what you could do or what you did wrong? Or did you just uh, erupt and, and, and let all your feelings and emotions out? We got to learn how to control those emotions in this society. And that's everybody, male and female, black and white. I don't care who you are. Uh, when you reach a certain age in your life, you can't fly off into a rant every time. You can't throw a temper tantrum. Maybe this is, this, maybe this is what it is. Because like I said, officials are still investigating and they're saying they're going to, you know, get to the bottom of it. Now, a lot of the students that were there, like I said, the students started recording. They're saying that the professor and the student got into it. They got into a shouting match. They both were shouting and screaming and yelling at each other. But they also said that the professor tried to de-escalate the situation, calm down and was trying to calm her down. And eventually she couldn't so much so that another professor heard the commotion, heard the ruckus came in, tried to calm her down also, then called the police, called campus police. Once again, what happened? I, I know uh, college isn't easy. It's hard, but you got to control your emotions. You got to look at the bigger picture. Just do, just do. And that's anyone in life. Like I said, once you hit a certain age, you got to control those emotions. You can't fly off into a rat and rave every time something doesn't go your way or you feel something is not going your way. You just can't. Just can't, just can't, just can't. All right, let's go get it. Wow, uh, there's been a report 
released a couple Thursdays ago by the Disability Rights of North Carolina. And then this report, they um, released a report investigating uh, up to 100, 109 city and county jails here in North Carolina. And they said of that 109, pretty much nearly 40% failed. And they failed miserably. <laughs> They've been failing. Uh, the report, it, it detailed or it tracked from 2017 to 2019 city and county jails and it's well this isn't the first time we've heard this about our, our city and county jails here in north carolina and it's going on throughout the united states there's a lot going on in the united states with with uh, our municipalities and our infrastructure whether it be roads or, or schools or whatever or what have you and now it appears to be jails because they're saying like i said nearly 40 percent of those that were uh in this study they didn't meet the grade by any stretch of their imagination. Now, some of the findings were state investigators found uh, missupervised rounds in Rowan County between 2017 to 2020. And of those missupervised supervised rounds, they said there were four deaths. And also in Edgecombe County, uh, the Edgecombe County Jail, there were eight deaths, and four of those were suicide. Um... Even though state regulations and, and, and these audits repeatedly cited the jail for failing to supervise people. And over a three-year period here in Orange County, which sits right beside Durham, the jail remained open despite citations for overcrowding in a sprinkler system that was defective. Like I said, this isn't the first time we've heard this. We've even had problems here in Durham County, the Durham County Jail. Uh, there was a gentleman a year or so ago uh, that one committed suicide. One died during custody as a result of a medical emergency. I believe he was a diabetic and he couldn't get to his insulin or whatever or what have you. Like I said, this isn't the first time we've heard this. Uh, it's a continuing problem. Now, of those discrepancies, uh, like I said, it was lack of supervision, capacity limits. Yeah, we always hear of those jails being overcrowded. They just are. Uh, fire safety, those sprinkler systems. In some places, they even had fire exits blocked. Uh, what they're saying is there were construction and sanitation issues. Heard the same thing about Durham County Jail years ago also. Just did. So what's going to fix the problem? Uh, going to have to refurbish, repair, maybe even build, build some new jails. Because... Um, there's a, a, a juvenile detention center here in Durham. The old one is being done away with, and they're building a new deten juvenile detention center because the old one was so dilapidated, ran down. And also there's a, a, a topic or, or a conversation going on about retention, hiring, and not only hiring, but retaining jail officials. Uh, a lot of sheriff's deputies in some cities and towns, it's the police problem, so a lot of police retention. That's coming up again. So... How are we going to foot the bill for this? You and I, Mr. and Mrs. Joe and Josephine taxpayer, that's where the funding is going to come from. It has to. It's going to come from the taxpayers. So in addition to, uh, you know, you and I trying to figure out how to keep our heads above, above water, now we're going to have to foot the bill for city jails, city and county jails. 
that's not out of the ordinary, I gotta say. <laughs> it always happens like that. Taxpayers have to put the bill for something. It looks like we're gonna be putting the bill for a lot of this uh, remodeling and new construction of these jails. Just is, just is. Now, uh, side note, and, and probably a main topic I, I should have talked about before I started the little, little taxpayer rant. Um, the one thing that came out that really wasn't talked about, but I've heard that conversation numerous times, as we go back to those suicide, suicides in uh, Rowan and Edgecombe County, one of the things that was talked about was mental health. A lot of the inmates that come into these uh, uh, city and county jails, they have a mental health problem. So officials are saying we must allocate or, or those uh, in charge of the jail from the city or the county, city council or county commissioners, they got to start allocating funds for mental health. Also, they're saying they need more mental health psychologists in there. They need more uh, medical personnel inside the jails also. Wow. Mental health. It rears its head again. Yeah, there is a problem with those that are that go into the uh, jail system that have mental health. They have the mental health issues before they get there. So once they're there, you, you, you got to deal with those, those with mental health issues. So that's another problem. Who's going to put the bill for that? You and I, Mr. Joe and Josephine taxpayer. Uh, it appears... <laughs> It sure is a lot of leaning on taxpayers to pay for things these days. Now, I'm not being an arrogant, facetious jerk. I'm just not. But to think that the tax dollars are going to have to go to, to help with jails, it kind of leaves me scratching my head because I can honestly tell you, I can think of uh, better ways that money could be spent. Like with the previous story I told you about those uh, school bus drivers. Put that money into the school system. Just do. Not just with school buses and, and the bus driver shortage, but into the education. Now, some places, of course, they're, they're rebuilding or they're building new schools due to the population boom and growth. And that's all fan and fine and dandy. But it looks like we're going to have to put the bill also to help build some more jails. That is a problem. Uh, I'm not being an arrogant, facetious jerk. I'm sorry, I'm just not. But to think that uh, my tax dollars quite possibly could go to, to build some jails for someone, you know. Hey, everybody has a problem. I'm not going to dispute that. I'm not going to deny that. And I'm not going to belittle that. But a lot of you, <laughs> you know better. Why are you constantly in jail? So much to the point that now there has to be some reconstruction. Because a lot of those jails are dilapidated. They've been there for years. Uh, there really isn't any upkeep, uh, no more than the inmates, maybe. And a lot of these counties and cities are saying, hey, we just don't have the funding for that. So they have allowed those jails to uh, go down. Then the overcrowding issue. Yeah, there is a problem with overcrowding. A lot of folks, it's a revolving door. We all know about that revolving door uh, of, of crime in this country. And a lot of folks, they, they keep doing the same thing over and over again go to court, so they keep locking them up. So there's an overcrowding issue also, apparently. Uh, stay out of trouble? Uh, uh, hey, I'm sorry. It, it, that's just the reality, reality of it for me. And I know many of you want to say, well, a lot of folks, they really can't help themselves. They're a victim of circumstance. They're a victim of their environment. 
I know a lot of people who were in the same situation, including myself, but I didn't allow myself to get caught up. So now as taxpayers, we have to put the bill for that. You are being asked to put the bill for a lot of nonsense, if you ask me. You know better. And as far as the mental health aspect goes, I get it, got it, understand it. But how much money, how much more resources are you going to dump into a jail system to help those that continuously keep getting into trouble? I know you're going to say, well, they may have a mental health issue. Okay, I give you that. But you can't get the help on the outside by doing what you're supposed to. So you commit crimes or whatever, what have you, and you get thrown in jail. And now taxpayers and city officials and county officials have to come up with a way to try to help you. Seems off to me. Just does. Just does. Uh, like I said, I'm not being an arrogant, facetious jerk. But there's a lot of other ways we could spend those taxpayer dollars than this. But it looks like we're going to have to do it anyway because those findings are somewhat startling especially that overcrowding and construction problems. And now that mental, mental help thing. Certainly don't want to release people back into the world and they have a mental health issue and they go and do something worse. So I guess they're going to have to give them help inside. We'll see. We will see. All right, I'm going to skedaddle. Get out of here. I have to go to work. I have to go to work later on today. Just wanted to come up here and talk to you guys for a few. Um, Got a lot going on in the world. There's some more things I'll be talking about in another podcast. Certainly is a lot going on. A lot of things. A lot of feelings and emotions are coming out. Uh, a lot of people don't know how to act. <laughs> they just don't. Just don't. And, of course, the Dallas Cowboys ain't going to no Super Bowl. <laughs> ah, they just aren't. They just aren't. I love it. I love it. That infamous Cowboys getting flopped. I knew it was a coming, and you did, too. Even you Cowboy fans, you had to be saying in the back of your mind, please don't let these fools blow this. Might be the near end of a perfect or fairly good season. Just might, just might, just might. Hey, I want to thank you all for listening and subscribing. And for those that this may be your first time, uh, hit that like and subscribe button. And jump in the comment section. Let me know what you think, whether yay or nay. Hey, I'm pretty thick-skinned. I won't bite, and I don't get offended Easily. Uh, after 49 years on this earth, there ain't too much of anything you can say to me that I haven't already heard. <laughs> there just isn't. Just isn't. So, hey, for all those that have subscribed already, thank you, thank you, thank you. My name is Stephen Carnegie. Thank you for listening. This is Just a Thought. Amen.